Section 39 of the Natural History, Volume 7. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Christine Rucker, September 9, 2021, Westford, Massachusetts. The Natural History, Volume 7, by Pliny the Elder, translated by John Bostock and Henry Thomas Riley. Section 39, Book 37, Chapters 63 through 77. Chapter 63 Memnonia, Media, Meconitis, Mithrax, Mothrochos, Mormorian or Promnian, Meritus, Mermesius, Mersinitus, Mesoleucos, Mesomelus. What kind of stone Memnonia is, we do not find mentioned. Medea is a black stone, said to have been discovered by the Medea of fable. It has veins of a golden luster, and yields a liquid like saffron in color, and with a vinous flavor. Meconitis strongly resembles poppies. Mithrax comes from Persia and the mountains of the Red Sea. It is of numerous colors and reflects various tints when exposed to the sun. Morochthos is a stone of leek green color from which a milk exudes. Mormorian is a transparent stone from India of a deep black color and known also as Promnian. When it has a mixture of the color of the carbunculus, it is from Alexandria, and when it shares that of Sarda, it is a native of Cyprus. It is found also at Tyrus and in Galatia, and according to Xenocrates, it has been discovered at the foot of the Alps. These stones are well adapted for cutting in relief. Meridus has just the color of myrrh and very little of the appearance of the gem. It has the odor also of unguent and smells like nard when rubbed. Myrmisius is black and has excrucences upon it like warts. Myrsinitis has a color like that of honey and the smell of myrtle. Mesolcucos is the name given to a stone when a white line runs through the middle, and when a black vein intersects any other color, it is called mesomelis. Chapter 64. Nasomonitis nebritis niparine. Nasomonitis is a blood-red stone marked with black veins. Nebritis, a stone sacred to Father Liber, and has received its name from its resemblance to a nebris. There is also another stone of this kind that is black. Nipparine bears the name of a city and people of Persia and resembles the teeth of the hippopotamus. 65. Oica, Ambria, and Nosha. Onocardia, Oritis, or Sideritis. Ostraceus, Ostritis, Ophicardalon, Obsian, Stone. Oika is the barbarian name given to a stone which is pleasing for its colors, black, reddish, yellow, green, and white. Ombria, by some called Nocia, falls with showers and lightning, much in the same manner as Saronia and Brontia, the properties of which it is said to possess. There is a statement also that if this stone is placed upon altars, it will prevent the offerings from being consumed. Onocardia is like Kermsberry in appearance, but nothing further is said about it. 
Oritis, by some called Sideritis, is a stone of globular form and proof against the action of fire. Ostracius, or Ostracitis, is a testaceous stone harder than Ceramitis and similar in all respects to the Achates, except that the latter has an unctuous appearance when polished. Indeed, so remarkably hard is Ostracitis that with fragments of it other gems are engraved. Ostritus receives its name from its resemblance to an oyster shell. Ophicardolon is the barbarian name for a stone of a black color, terminated by a white line on either side. Of obsidian stone, we have already spoken in the preceding book. There are gems, too, of the same name and color, found not only in Ethiopia and in India, but in Somnium as well, and, in the opinion of some, upon the Spanish shores that lie towards the ocean. Chapter 66. Pancras, Pangonus, Paneros, or Panerastus, Pontica, four varieties of it, Philogenos, or Chrysitis, Phonicitis, Phoenicitis, Physitis, Perilucos, Pianitis, or Jayanus. Pancras is a stone which displays nearly every color. Panganus is no longer than the finger. The only thing that prevents it from being taken for a crystal is its greater number of angles. What kind of stone Pancros is, Metrodorus does not inform us, but he gives us some lines, by no means without elegance, that were written upon this stone by Queen Tamaris and dedicated to Venus, from which we have reason to conclude that certain fecundating virtues were attributed to it. By some writers it is called Panerostus. Of the stone called Pontica, there are numerous varieties. One is stellated and presents either blood-red spots or drops like gold, being reckoned in the number of the sacred stones. Another, in place of stars, has streaks of the same color, and a fourth presents all the appearance of mountains and valleys. Phloginos, also called Chrysistus, strongly resembles Attic ochre and is found in Egypt. Phonicitus is a stone so-called from its resemblance to a date. Physistus receives its name from its resemblance to seaweed. Perilucos is the name given to a gem in which a white color runs down from the margin of the stone to the base. Peonitis, by some called Giannis, conceives, it is said, and is good for females at the time of parturition. This stone is found in Macedonia, near the monument of Tiresias there, and has all the appearance of congealed water. Chapter 67. Solus Gemma, Sagda, Somothrasia, Sauritis, Sarsitis, Selenitis, Sideritis, Sideropelisos, Spongitis, Sinodontitis, Sartitis, Syringitis. Solus Gemma is white, and like the luminary from which it takes its name, emits brilliant rays in a circular form. Sagda is found by the people of Chaldea, adhering to ships, and is of a leek-green color. The Isle of Samothrace gives its name to a stone, which it produces black and imponderous, and similar to wood in appearance. Soridus is found, they say, in the belly of the green lizard, cut asunder with a reed. 
Thersitis is a stone like beef in appearance. Selenitis is white and transparent with a reflected color like that of honey. It has a figure within it like that of the moon and reflects the face of that luminary if what we are told is true according to its phases. Day by day, whether on the wane or whether on the increase. This stone is a native Arabia, it is thought. Sideritis is a stone like iron, the presence of which in lawsuits creates discord. Sideropeolos, which is a variety of the same stone, is a native of Ethiopia and is covered with variegated spots. Spongitis has its name from its resemblance to sponge. Cynodontitis is a stone found in the brain of the fish known as cynodus. Sirtitis is a stone that used formerly to be found on the shores of Sirtis, though now it is found on the coast of Lucania as well. It is of a honey color with a reflected tint of saffron and contains stars like a feeble luster within. Syringitis is hollow throughout, like the space between the joints in a straw. Chapter 68 Tritrus Delirizos Delicardios, or Mok, Thracia, three varieties of it, Tephrides, Tecolithos, Trichorus, comes from Africa. It is of a black color, but yields three different liquids, black at the lower part, blood red in its middle, and of an ochre color at the top. The Lyrizos is of an ashy or russet color, but white at the lower part. Delicarios is like a heart in color and is held in high esteem by the people of Persia, in which country it is found. The name given to it by them is mule. Of Thracia, there are three varieties, a green stone, one of a more pallid color, and a third with spots like drops of blood. Tephritis is crescent-shaped, with horns like those of the new moon, but it is of an ashy color. Tecolithus has all the appearance of an olive stone. It is held in no estimation as a gem, but a solution of it will break and expel urinary calculi. Chapter 69. Venerous Creens. Mientana. Venerous Creens is the name given to a stone that is remarkably black and shining, with an appearance like red hair within. Vientana is an Italian stone found at Vie. It is black, divided by a line of white. Chapter 70. Zathin Zmalampis Zorniskia. Zathin, according to Democritus, is a native of Medea. It is like amber in color, and if beaten up with palm wine and saffron, it will become soft like wax, yielding a very fragrant smell. Smilampus is found in the river Euphrates. It resembles marble of Proconesus in appearance and is of sea-green color within. Zoranisciae is found in the river Indus. It is a stone used by magicians, it is said, but I find no further particulars relative to it. Chapter 71 Precious Stones Which Derive Their Names From Various Parts of the Human Body Hepatitis Diatitis, Adandanephros, Daduathalmos, Adadudaxilos, Triophthalmos, 
There's another method of classifying stones according to the resemblance which they bear to various other objects. Thus, for example, the different parts of the body give the following names to stone. Hepatitis is so-called from the liver, and statitis from its resemblance to the fat of various animals. Adadonephros, adaduophthalmos, and adaduodactylos mean kidney of adad, eye of adad, and finger of adad, a god of the Syrians so-called. Triophthalmos is a stone found in conjunction with onyx, which resembles three human eyes at once. Chapter 72. Precious Stones Which Derive Their Names From Animals Carcinius, Echitis, Scorpitis, Scaritis, Triglitis, Egothalmus, Hyophthalmus, Gerinitis, Hyrocytis, Aetitis, Myrmesitis, Cantharius, Lycophthalmus, Taos, Timectonia. Other stones, again, derive their names from various animals. Carcinius is so-called from the color of the sea crab, Echitis from the color of the viper, Scorpitis from either the color or the shape of the scorpion, Cerritis from the fish called Cirrus, Triglitis from the surmelon, Egothalmus from the eye of the goat, Hypothalmus from the eye of the swine, Gerinitis from the neck of the crane, Hyracitis from the neck of the hawk, and Aetitis from the color of the white-tailed eagle. Myrmesitis presents the appearance of an ant crawling within, and Canathrius of a scarabius. Lycothalmus is a stone of four different colors. On the exterior, it is ruddy and blood-red, and within it is black, surrounded with a line of white closely resembling the eye of the wolf in every respect. Taos is a stone with colors like those of the peacock. Timictonia, I find, is the name of a stone like the asp in color. Chapter 73, Precious Stones Which Derive Their Names From Other Objects. Hemochrysos, Sencritis, Dryatis, Cicitis, Narcissitis, Chiamias, Perrin, Phoenicitis, Chalazius, Peridus, Polyzonos, Astropia, Phlogitis, Anthracitis, Enchiros, Polythrix, Leontios, Pardalios, Droslithos, Melichris, Melchorus, Crosius, Polius, Spartopolius, Rhodistis, Chalcitis, Cicitis, Bostricitis, Chernitis, Anansitis, Sinochitis, Dendritis. Hamochrysos resembles sand in appearance, but sand mixed with gold. Sencritis has all the appearance of grains of millet scattered here and there. Tritisis resembles the trunks of a tree and burns like wood. Cicitis, upon a white transparent surface, has leaves of ivy running all over it. Narcissitis is distinguished by veins on the surface and has a smell like that of Narcissus. Siamias is a black stone, but when broken produces a bean to all appearance. 
Pyren is so called from its resemblance to an olive-colored stone. In some cases, it would appear to contain the backbone of a fish. Cornicitus resembles a palm date in form. Chalazius resembles a hailstone, both in form and in color. It is as hard as adamant, so much so indeed that in the fire even it retains its coolness, it is said. Pyritus, though a black stone, burns the fingers when rubbed by them. Polyzonos is a black stone traversed by numerous zones of white. Astropia has rays like flashes of lightning running across the middle on a ground of white or blue. In Phlegitis, there is, to all appearance, a flame burning within, but not reaching the surface of the stone. In Anthracitis, there are sometimes sparks, to all appearance, flying to and fro. In Hancaros, is always perfectly round, smooth, and white, but when it is shaken, a liquid is heard to move within, just like the yolk within an egg. Polythrix presents the appearance of hair upon a green surface, but it causes the hair to fall off, it is said. Leontios and Pardalios are names given to stones from their resemblance to the skin of the lion and panther. Drosolithos has received its name from its color. Melichris is a honey-colored stone, of which there are several varieties. Melichloros is a stone of two colors, partly honey-colored, partly yellow. Croceus is the name given to a stone which reflects a color like that of saffron, Polius to a stone resembling white hair in color, and Spartopolius to a stone more thinly sprinkled with white. Rhoditis is like the rose in color, Chalcitis resembles copper, and Cicitis is in color like a fig. Bostrachitis is covered with branches of a white or blood-red color upon a ground of black, and Chernitis has, on a stony surface, a figure like that of two hands grasping each other. Anancitis is used in hydromancy, they say, for summoning the gods to make their appearance, and Sinochitis for detaining the shades from below when they have appeared. If white dendritus is buried beneath a tree that is being felled, the edge of the axe will never be blunted, it is asserted. There are many other stones also, of a still more outrageously marvelous nature, to which admitted as it is that they are stones, barbarous names have been given. We have refuted, however, a quite sufficient number of these portentous lies already. Chapter 74. Precious Stones That Suddenly Make Their Appearance New species of precious stones are repeatedly brought into existence, and fresh ones are found all at once destitute of names. Thus, for example, there was a stone formerly discovered in the gold mines of Lampsacus, which, on account of its extraordinary beauty, was sent to King Alexander, as we learn from Theophrastus. Cochilidis too, which are now so common, are rather artificial productions than natural. And in Arabia, there have been found vast masses of them, which are boiled, it is said, in honey for seven days and nights without intermission. By doing this, all earthly and faulty particles are removed, after which the mass, thus cleansed and purified, is adorned by the ingenuity of artists, with variegated veins and spots, and cut into such shapes as may be most to the taste of purchasers. 
Indeed, these articles in former times were made of so large a size that they were employed in the East as frontals for the horses of kings and as pendants for their trappings. All precious stones in general are improved in brilliancy by being boiled in honey. Corsican honey more particularly, but acrid substances are in every respect injurious to them. As to the stones which are variegated, and to which new colors are imparted by the inventive ingenuity of man, as they have no name in common use, they are usually known by that of physis, a name which claims for them, as it were, that admiration which we are more ready to bestow upon the works of nature. But really, these artificial stones have names without end, and I could never think of recounting the infinite series of them coined as they have been by the frivolous tendencies of the Greeks. Having already described the more noble gems, and indeed those of inferior quality which are found among the stones that are held in high esteem, I must content myself with knowing that I have pointed out those kinds which are the most deserving of mention. It will be as well, however, for the reader to bear in mind that according to the varying number of spots and inequalities on their surface, According to the numerous intersections of lines and their multiplied tints and shades, the names of precious stones are subject to repeated changes, the material itself for the most part remaining just the same. Chapter 75. The Various Forms of Precious Stones We will now make some observations in reference to precious stones in general, following therein the opinions that have been expressed by various authors. Stones with a level surface are preferred to those which are concave or protuberant on the face. An oblong shape is the one that is most approved of, and next to that the lenticular form, as it is called. After this, the stone with a plain surface and circular is admired, those which are angular being held in the least esteem. There is considerable difficulty in distinguishing genuine stones from the false the more so as there has been discovered a method of transforming genuine stones of one kind into false stones of another. Sardonyx, for example, is imitated by cementing together three other precious stones in such a way that no skill can detect the fraud. A black stone being used for the purpose, a white stone and one of vermilion color, each of them in its own way a stone of high repute. Nay, even more than this, there are books in existence, the authors of which I forbear to name, which give instructions how to stain crystal in such a way as to imitate smaragdus and other transparent stones, how to make sardonyx of sarda and other gems in a similar manner. Indeed, there is no kind of fraud practiced by which larger profits are made. Chapter 76. The Methods of Testing Precious Stones on the contrary, we will make it our business to point out the methods of detecting these false stones, seeing that it is only proper to put luxury even on its guard against fraud. In addition to the particulars which we have already given, when treating of each individual kind of precious stone, it is generally agreed that the transparent stones should be tested by a morning light, or even, if necessary, so late as the fourth hour, but never after that hour. The modes of testing stones are numerous, first by their weight, the genuine stone being the heavier of the two, next by their comparative coolness, 
the genuine stone being cooler than the other to the mouth, and next to that by their substance, there being blisters perceptible in the body of the fictitious stone, as well as a certain roughness on the surface, filaments too, an unequal brilliancy, and a brightness that falls short before it reaches the eye. The best mode of testing is to strike off a fragment with an iron saw, but this is a thing not allowed by the dealers, who equally refuse to let their gems be tested by the file. Dust of obscene stone will not leave a mark upon the surface of a genuine stone, but where the gem is artificial, every mark that is made will leave a white scratch upon it. In addition to this, there is such a vast diversity in their degrees of hardness that some stones do not admit of being engraved with iron, and others can only be cut with a graver blunted at the edge. In all cases, however, precious stones may be cut and polished by the aid of Adamas, an operation which may be considerably expedited by heating the graver. The rivers which produce precious stones are the Ancinus and the Ganges, and of all countries, India is the most prolific of them. Chapter 77. A Comparative View of Nature as She Appears in Different Countries. The Comparative Values of Things. Having now treated all the works of nature, it will be as well to take a sort of comparative view of her several productions, as well as the countries which supply them. Throughout the whole earth, then, and wherever the vault of heaven extends, there is no country so beautiful, or which, for the productions of nature, merits so high a rank as Italy. That ruler and second parent of the world, recommended as she is by her men, her women, her generals, her soldiers, her slaves, her superiority in the arts, and the illustrious examples of genius which she has produced. Her situation, too, is equally in her favor. The salubrity and mildness of her climate. The easy access which she offers to all nations. Her coast indented with so many harbors the propitious breezes, too, that always prevail on her shores. Advantages, all of them, due to her situation lying, as she does, midway between the east and the west, and extended in the most favorable of all positions. Add to this the abundant supply of her waters and the salubrity of her groves, the repeated intersections of her mountain ranges, the comparative innocuousness of her wild animals, the fertility of her soil, and the singular richness of her pastures. Whatever there is that the life of man ought not to feel in want of is nowhere to be found in greater perfection than here. The cereals, for example, wine, oil, wool, flax, tissues, and oxen. As to horses, there are none, I find, preferred to those of Italy for the course while for mines of gold, silver, copper, and iron, so long as it was deemed lawful to work them, Italy was held inferior to no country whatsoever. At the present day, teeming as she is with these treasures, she contents herself with lavishing upon us, as the whole of her bounties, her various liquids, and the numerous flavors yielded by her cereals and her fruits. Next to Italy, if we accept the fabulous regions of India, I would rank Spain, for my own part, those districts at least that lie in the vicinity of the sea. 
She is parched and sterile in one part, it is true, but where she is at all productive, she yields the cereals in abundance, oil, wine, horses, and metals of every kind. In all these respects, Gaul is her equal, no doubt. But Spain, on the other hand, outdoes the Gallic provinces in her spartum and her specular stone, the products of her desert tracts, in her pigments that minister to our luxuries, in the ardor displayed by her people in laborious employments, in the perfect training of her slaves, in the robustness of body of her men, and in their general resoluteness of character. As to the productions themselves, the greatest value of all among the products of the sea is attached to pearls. Of objects that lie upon the surface of the earth, it is crystals that are most highly esteemed, and of those derived from the interior, adamas, smaragdus, precious stones, and marine are the things upon which the highest value is placed. The most costly things that are matured by the earth are kermisberry and laser that are gathered from trees, nard and seric tissues that are derived from the trunks of trees, logs of citrus wood that are produced by shrubs, cinnamon, cassia, and amomum, that are yielded by the juices of trees, or of shrubs, amber, apobalsamum, myrrh, and frankincense, that are found in the roots of trees, the perfumes derived from costus. The most valuable products furnished by living animals on land are the teeth of elephants, by animals in the sea, tortoise shell, by coverings of animals, the skins which the ceres dye, and the substance gathered from the hair of the she-goats of Arabia, which we have spoken of under the name of La Danum. By creatures that are common to both land and sea, the purple of the murex. With reference to the birds beyond the plumes for warriors' helmets and the grease that is derived from the goose of Kamangin, I find no remarkable product mentioned. We must not omit, too, to observe that gold, for which there is such a mania with all mankind, hardly holds the tenth rank as an object of value, and silver, with which we purchase gold, hardly the twentieth. Hail to thee, nature, thou parent of all things, and do thou deign to show thy favor unto me, who alone of all the citizens of Rome have, in thy every department, thus made known thy praise. Summary. Facts, Narratives, and Observations, 1300. Roman authors quoted M. Varro, the Register of the Triumphs, Maecenas, Iacus, Cornelius Bacchus, Foreign authors quoted King Juba, Xenocrates, the son of Zeno, Sudines, Aeschylus, Philoxenus, Euripides, Nicander, Satyrus, Theophrastus, Charis, Philemon, Demostratus, Xenothemus, Metrodorus, Sotacus, Pythias, Timaeus, the Sicilian, Nicias, Theocrestus, Asarubus, Nasius, Theomenus, Stisius, Mithridates, Sophocles, King Archelaus, Callistratus, Democritus, Ismenius, Olympicus, Alexander, Polyhister, Appian, Horus, Zoroaster, Sacalius. End of section 39. End of the Natural History, Volume 7, by Pliny the Elder, translated by John Bostock and Henry Thomas Riley.